U.S. Hotline we go. Then to go around Major League Baseball, we're now joined by Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Bob, let's start with the Diamondbacks. Uh, undefeated in the postseason, all these road wins. What's impressed you the most uh, about Tori Lavello's team's uh, team the last couple of weeks here? Uh, just really the bullpen. I mean, the bullpen was such a nightmare for them for so long, and then come together at the at, you know at the right time. So I think you know of all the uh, assets of the game, I think that that's been most surprising that they've been you know lights out. Is how much of that is Brett Strom? How much of that is Mike Hazen just kind of piecing this together? Yeah, a, a combination. I mean, certainly, you know, you got to have different arm angles and stuff in the bullpen. I think, you know, uh, Mike Hazen's done a wonderful job there, just getting guys to say, uh, you know, different different looks. Uh, you can never have the same bullpen over and over again. You always have to shuffle. And uh, the guys they pick, you know, have, have been exactly right. Uh, they've, they've been gold for them. Yeah, I mentioned undefeated in the road so far in the postseason. Obviously undefeated everywhere, but only one home game. However, the decibel level, uh, at least the next two games, will be up in Philadelphia. How much of the Phillies' home field success uh, in the last two postseasons now has been the crowd, and how much of it has been that Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola has you know, kind of gotten them to lead in a lot of these games? Yeah, I mean, the big thing for them is just that he has been that home field. I mean, they've got the best home field advantage in baseball. Uh, I kind of remind you back in the day when the Minnesota Twins were at the old Metrodome, and you know that was ear-piercing sound, and uh, tough those guys to hear. And the same thing here: if you're not careful, the fans will rally you and anything else. But they've had a uh, you know since 2007, I think lost the first two postseason games, and then it just lights out uh, there. So yeah, if you're not careful, that that, that crowd can rally you. And you know, I mean, obviously you have uh, star players who who have come up and. Uh, performed uh, at the right time. Funny you mentioned the Twins, because that's exactly who I brought up the other day when somebody asked me, you know, when's the last time there's been a baseball home field advantage this big in the postseason? Is there anybody else we can put in the same category here? That's the first team I thought of. Not really. I mean, as loud as Philly is, nothing comes close to Minnesota. It was, you know, bouncing off the roof down onto the field. I mean, exactly unhealthy to be in there uh, during playoff time. I mean, I could sit next to you and scream in your ear and you couldn't hear a word. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was wild. But, no, I, I think, uh, you know, this is it. I don't think there's a uh, another home field advantage like this where the fans are on top of you uh, screaming the whole time. And, you know, the big thing, too, is the, uh, the, the Phillies players still feed off that. Speaking of the Phillies, uh are, is this version better than the 2022 team that actually lost in the World Series to the Astros? I think it may be. I mean, you got the uh, Nola's had a so-so year, but he stepped up in the postseason. Wheeler's been lights out pretty much all year. Uh, yeah, their bullpen's been fine. I keep waiting for you know a Kimbrel to uh, blow a save or something like that. It's been shaky, but it's been uh, it's been okay so far. But yeah, I think the way Castellanos is playing. Uh, you know, they didn't have Trey Turner a year ago. You know, now he's been red hot the last couple months. Uh, you know, Schwarber does his thing. And, uh, you know, and, you know, Harper, just like a year ago, stepped up in these moments. So probably is a better team, uh, you know, particularly having Turner, Turner right there, too. Rob Thompson, uh, is he evolved as a, as a manager in his – I guess this is his first full season. So is you think he's gotten better in that role? 
Yeah, I think, you know, he's been around the game for so long. And he learned under, you know, all the, all the, all the Yankee people. And uh, you know, if I should have been a manager years ago, you know, kind of like a, a Brian Snicker of Atlanta, finally got his, you know, shot and has, uh, you know, run away with it. But I think he's, he's got that calming voice in there. Obviously, a very smart baseball mind. But no, he's been, he's been perfect for the Phillies. You've covered Bryce Harper since day one. How's he developed as a player? Maybe the better question is, at least from afar, how's he developed as a person? Well, he's always been big in the baseball history. Uh, I was stunned about how much he knew about the game. A lot of guys don't know anything. You know, he'll go back to the 50s and 60s with you, you know, that sort of thing. And I think I, uh, it's embracing the moment. Before, I think, when they probably blowing him and stuff when he got here, there's like a little uh, a loop in office. Now I think he's, you know, you know, one of the one of the people. Uh one of the Phillies. The Phillies fans love him, he loves them. It's been a uh, a great combination. I and mean, I think it worked out perfectly that he ended up in uh, in Philadelphia and not San Diego. And Machado ended up in San Diego and not Philadelphia. Not too many guys can handle Philadelphia, but he but he's embraced the thing. So the Diamondbacks. What what is a blueprint for a Diamondbacks victory in this series? Well, you're going to have Gallon and Merrill Kelly throw four of the first six games. I think you need to win three of those games and hope to find another one among the three, whether it's Ben Fott or the uh, you know or the bullpen game for Game Four. Uh, I think that's a big game. Uh, you know, Gallon, you know, he's from the Philly area. Uh, it seems like he thrives in these moments. So I need, I think they need a uh, great game from him. I think if they uh, if they win tonight, they got a chance. If they lose tonight, particularly if it's lopsided, then I think there would be some problems. Just because I think they'll look at Gallo like, okay, this guy uh, is perfect in the situation and can uh, withstand all the, all the noise and anything else. Bob Nightingale of USA Today, curling the sports zone. All right, in the state of Texas, the Rangers, I like the Diamondbacks, unbeaten in the postseason. All but one of their wins have been on the road. Uh, what stands out to you during this two weeks dominance after they basically blew the AL West in the regular season? Yeah, I've never seen a more streaky team that's reached the postseason than the Rangers. You know, win eight, lose eight, up and down. Uh, you know, I think they're going to run away with it. They fall apart. And then you think they're done, they come back. So, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, their bullpen was horrific during the season, and they, they pitched very well. But, of course, so the starters. Uh, you know, what Jordan Montgomery's done, you know, he turns out he was the best pickup of all, you know, at the at the trade line. And, uh, you know, Anthony Baldy has, you know, has been solid all year. Uh, you know, he got hurt but came back. And, uh, and Max Scherzer, uh, he's going to pitch probably game three. So, you know, and, and it helps, too, having Bruce Bochy as your manager. He's won three World Series and all kind of winning on the I'll get to Boshi and Scherzer momentarily. You mentioned Montgomery. I've never really been sold on him before the last couple of weeks. Why have I been so wrong about Montgomery, and why has he been so good these three starts in the postseason? Yeah, he just loves this you know, moment. Uh, I mean, when the Yankees played, I mean, think he was going to be a part of their postseason roster. They couldn't make the rotation. And uh, so they, they really, you know, messed up on, on that one. Uh, St. Louis liked what they saw, but it seems like now the stakes are higher. You know, he, he lives up to it. I mean, he gave it, you know, that Astro lineup is, is great, and he gave those guys absolute fit. 
So he's going to make himself a lot of money this year as a free agent. All of a sudden, people are paying attention. You know what? I'll, I'll, grab, I'll grab this guy uh, that less money than I would have, like an Aaron Nola or something like that. 21-year-old Evan Carter. I didn't even know who this dude was until a couple of weeks ago. W- what's up with him? It's amazing. And credit to their uh, scouting department for finding this kid. When he got drafted, he was on anybody's top 500 board. Uh, and they scrambled, like, who is this kid? And whatever they saw in him with the you know, makeup and everything else is, uh, you know, lived up to expectations and much, much more. I think people thought... Rangers are on their mind when they draft in the second round. They turn out to be an absolute steal. Uh, it's, yeah, it's amazing what this kid has done for that franchise. And last night, you know, they don't win that game without him. No doubt. Uh, is it actually possible that you can, you know, can you, like, not give Bruce Bochy enough credit at this point? I mean, it's kind of amazing what is going on here. It really is. I mean, those teams in San Francisco, they were never the best team uh, talent-wise, but they had unbelievable makeup and character. I think we're seeing the same thing with the Rangers. He just knows, uh, you know, how to uh, get these guys going, feeling confident about themselves, never panicking. And, uh, you know, here they are. I mean, when they lost that last game of the season, when the Astros won in Phoenix, it's like, uh uh-oh. Now they got to go all the way to Tampa. If they win that, they got to go to Baltimore. Just kind of shrug your shoulders and say, okay. Uh, no, no big deal. And uh, I'll tell you, lights out every Nathan Evaldi, uh, he's today's starter. He has great postseason history. He was mostly ineffective to end the regular season after he came back from the injury. And once the playoffs have started, poof, uh, he's been great. Why is he so dominant when it matters the most? I mean, we saw that in Boston. Just a, uh, a, a big game pitcher. We saw him you know, pitch at eight. That 18 inning game, you know, at the end of losing, but because of what he did, David Rusty said, you know what, let's lock this guy up. And, uh, you know, I think when the moment gets big, he, he, gets, he gets bigger. And you're right. I mean, he was, he was pitching lights out until he got uh, hurt, then struggled a little bit coming back. But yeah, he's a, a, a great big game pitcher. You mentioned Scherzer. He's on the roster for this series. Are, are the Rangers even know what to do? They, do they even know what to expect from Scherzer in this series? No, but they, they like enough, you know, uh, to put him on the roster. And John Gray's on the roster. So it doesn't yeah. surprise anybody to see Scherzer go and go three, four innings. And we'll have John Gray kind of piggyback off you and take it from there. So I, I think he's, you know, I think he's good enough to, to go. A good three or four, um, but they're not counting anything you know, past that. So the Astros, they now need, which been a really inconsistent of re- at least recent starts. Framber Valdez, they need him uh, to step up this afternoon. Do they and he bounce back? I think so. I mean, Valdez is a uh, you know great pitcher. Uh, you know, you know, the staff and not the ace uh, with Verlander. And, uh, no, he's the right guy to take the ball. Uh, you know, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. And, yeah, they, they, you know, Montgomery pitched a great game. Uh, the only funny thing with the Astros is they had a losing record at home during the regular season. They even yeah. had changed the hitting eye. They tended to, at more to the uh, about 15 feet further to the right to help out the hitters. And, it's, you know, it, it made no difference. You know, they did, you know, uh, you know they did win some postseason games, at least at home, at least, you know, one I can say, 
But, yeah, I mean, they, uh, they're scratching their head why they can't be a dominant team at home. They got great crowds, enthusiastic crowds. It's a yeah, strange thing. Talking with Bob Nightingale from USA Today, I want to ask you quickly about the Braves and the Dodgers. Uh, eliminated last week in the division round. Let's start with the Braves. Two straight years they've lost to the Phillies. Their starting pitching has basically been broken at the end of the last two years. Kyle Wright has already been ruled out for next season uh, after surgery. How should the Braves you know, basically attack this offseason? Well, I think they'll you know, uh, you know, make some changes in that rotation. They're going to have to pick up somebody. You know, maybe it's a uh, maybe it's an Aaron Nola, who I think is from the area, uh, or or a Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Charlie Moore's got a twenty million dollar option. I think they'll let him go and not not pick it up. But yeah, they just got hit by injuries at the wrong time. I mean, when uh, Max Fried had the blister in the last two weeks, so he's rusted in the playoffs. Charlie Moore's got the finger problem. He's not even on the roster. So uh, just a you know bad break for them. You know, that, you know, the Dodgers, I thought this was Dave Roberts' best job ever, winning 100 games with that team. And they had no pitching. I didn't think they were going to get past out of the first round uh, anyway, just because of, of what they're throwing out there. You know, I didn't expect you know, Freeman and, and you know, Mookie Beck to go one for 21. But they, they had no pitching. Uh, hey, look, NL West was down this year, really down. I mean, outside L.A. and Arizona, you, know, you had a uh, relatively bad Rockies team. The young Padres, uh, you know, they were underachieving all year. And, and the same with the Giants. So, they, I mean, the Dodgers took advantage of that, yeah, but it wasn't going to show up in the postseason. So, do they assume that Walker Bueller will return healthy next season? And what's the latest with Otani and his elbow situation? We've talked about him maybe going to the Dodgers for basically a calendar year between the two of us and others. Uh, so, what's the future of their pitching staff? Well, you know, Dustin May could come back at some point. Tony Gosselin will come back. Uh, you know, Bobby Miller should get better. They do have some nice young pitching, uh, you know, loaded in the farm system. So, you know, Tony can't pitch for another year, but, you know, they're going to you know, aggressively pursue him. Uh, you know, the Japanese uh, pitcher, we saw Diamond the WBC, he's going to be high on everybody's wish list. So, I could easily see the Dodgers going after him. But they're going to have to sign some big free agent starter and hope these other guys come back healthy. Bob, always good talking to you. Appreciate the time. Have fun. Thanks. All right. My pleasure. Take care, Bob. All right. Bob Nightingale from USA Today.